Hello, everyone. Welcome back. And welcome. Whoa. Get out of here. I really wanted to try and do that. Back off. Okay. Step down. All right. Hello, everyone. And welcome back to another episode of Pop Therapy. Woo. Now you may speak. <laughs> um, Laura has been updating the hot tops this week. A lot of scandal so stuff. Yeah, so you know it's going to be a good episode because wow. I've been adding the updates and I've wow. got some good stories. Well, you know, pick some before, good stories. before we started potting, I had some good life stories that I shared with Laura. So I've done my part. That's true. It's true. You have entertained me for at least the last like half hour. So that's Is my great life for a me, joke not as great you, for our listeners. Laura? Sometimes, my, sometimes, sometimes it's a comedy. My dating life, for sure, <laughs> for sure. It is. Uh, we, it we is. Ask, it, go ahead. I was just gonna say it has its ups and downs. Like it's kind of like a romantic comedy. Like oh, it starts out all great, and then it's like has that dip where it's like this oh, is, things go really bad. This is a roller coaster. I don't want to be on. No, At I all. agree. Some someday you'll be off of it. <laughs> yeah. Once I get my second cat. But I was going to say, <laughs> we should ask the listeners what they would do in the situation that recently happened to me. But We should. Okay, you ask. Go ahead. No, you ask. <laughs> like the situation that happened this evening? Like yesterday. Yesterday. Okay, so you've been talking to a guy, and this guy is... Is this what you're talking about? Yeah. You look like you're ready to speak. No, okay, no, no. This guy's been, fl- this guy's he, been flirting He pursued you. me. He pursued you. He's been messaging you, dropping hints about hanging out, dropping flirtatious things here and there, giving you the vibes that he's like definitely into you. And then he's getting more suggestive and more specific with his messages, saying such things as, No, oh, no, can- no, no, no. We're not okay, going to Okay, we won't get specific. into specifics. Okay, anyways, his messages are very specific such that it prompts you to to follow up on one and say, okay, well, when? And then he sets a suggests a date, a time, and a place. Well, not a place, no. a date, a day of the week, and asks if you're available on that date. And you respond, yes, I'm available. Within and like then, half an hour. Yeah. And then he sits on that for 24 hours and then circles back around and is like, Oh, I just I simply can't agree to this because no. I've been talking to somebody else. That's he was like, to be honest, I've been chatting with someone lately and uh it wouldn't be fair to that person or you. And I was like, okay, like fair, fair, fair. And then, if I agree to this. Oh yeah, he said if I agree to this, as if I asked. So, as it was your suggestion. Yeah. Okay, so then so I'm like, okay, fair, like good on him for saying that. But then once I tell Laura about it, Laura's like, what the fuck? That's so fucked. Dissects it. And it's just like literally 24 hours. He said this, 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 and did this, this. And I was like, yeah, you know what? That's fucked. So Laura and I have honestly, been going back and the forth thing is, like, fucked it is. I know. Because if, if you hear the story, you're like, oh, this sounds like a great guy. He's like setting boundaries. And is like, no, I don't want to pursue two girls at a time. That's awesome. Perfect. Okay. But yeah. then Wait, you look back the in the conversations, outset? right? Like it was fucking way too late for him to bring that up. Like doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, because I, I remember like one of our first conversations, I was like, so when are you going to ask me out? And I feel like that was the oppor- opportunity to say, actually, like I'm kind of seeing someone. For sure. And not get to the point where you're suggesting a day of the week when you should hang out. Like it's way too fucking late. Yeah. So anyway, this is the dating world. Um, either I get either I get the ick, or someone appears to be mature, but then you really dissect and you're like, "This was fucked." Yeah, and they have like very weird behavior that doesn't make any sense. And then the audacity, and then you mix in the audacity, like the audacity of these men that they just like keep circling back and circling back after they fuck things up over and over and over again, and they think they can just waltz back in and be like, "Hi." Like no. Yeah, but you know who that works on? Chloe Kardashian. So Chloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson uh are back together. Did a you fish see- a fish? 
I'm pretty sure it's a fish. Like wow. 95%. Did you see her post to him as her baby daddy? Yeah, like saying he's the best dad ever. Like, excuse me, but has he seen his other child since he's been born? His other child? And sorry, like a really great dad respects their child's mom. Yeah, and doesn't have another baby secretly and then tries to hide it up. And doesn't make their mom look like a fool. Over and over and over again. Speaking of audacity. Mm hmm. That's Did you see the mid season trailer? For Vanderpump? Yes. Obviously, how the question is how many times did I see it? Because I watched <laughs> that thing at least thirty-five times, and I was in like I was in work, like I was in a work like a questioning when that thing dropped. Wow! So and I, I can't muted, even get a I text muted. back. <laughs> I muted. You sent it to me. I muted, and then I watched it at least twenty times, and I didn't have any notes from anything that was happening because there's more important things in life. Totally. So that brings us to the Scandal updates. Yeah. So the news has been, you know, here and there, ups and downs, but the Scandal news is continuously coming out. So from the last time we spoke, let me give you a rundown of what's happened. So the night before the most recent, or I guess it would have been the second, no, it was the most recent episode of uh, Vanderpump Rules come out. One of Raquel's former friends goes on a podcast, some random podcast. Don't know who these people are. But she says that Raquel confided in him at one point and told him that the, the that Sandoval and Raquel started, quote, getting closer at boys' night. Boys' night. And boys' night is at the end of this most recent episode of Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. So this comes out. Then the episode comes out. And then Kristen, which we'll talk about later, and then Kristen Dowdy continues her podcast trail, and she goes on Vial Files. Now, <sighs> my first question was, like, why are you going on Vial Files? Like, you must be paid for this because you've got your own podcast. You've already spoken your own podcast about this. Like, why are you going on someone else's podcast when you should just bring the tea to your own? Like, mm-hmm. you better believe that if we are famous and something important dropped in your life, you would not be going on the Vial Files. You'd be going on Pop Therapy. Yeah, 100%. And uh, get in so line. She goes on <laughs> behind all the other guests that are clamoring to get on. Actually, um, I have lots of people who want to be on. But anyway, continue. I know, but they just don't make the cut. Yeah, they're not worthy. Okay, so then she drops on the Vial Files a few things. So she says that Tom refuses to leave the house that him and Arya are living in. His basic position is... It's my house too. I can come and go as I please. Whatever. Even though like multiple friends of Ariana's have been like, can you please just at least give her a heads up? Like, so she's not here when you're here, like something. And he's like, no, no, it's my house too. He just like does Um, not want to feel shame. He's being such a psychopath. Totally. And then she also confirms that it was Tom Sandoval and Raquel that made out at Coachella. But it was strange the way she, so I did listen to the episode and it was strange the way she brought it up. Like she, she was almost referencing like things that, that have been coming out in the press and on Reddit and like all these news sources as if they're fact, as if like she was like not in a confirmatory way, but more so like, oh, I saw her this. Cause she kind of said it like, well, you know, and then there's the whole like, it was Tom Sandoval at Coachella, not Tom Schwartz. So it didn't seem like she actually had independent information that confirmed this was true. But, anyways, she was spreading that rumor on the vial files. Then she says that Schwartz and Tom's mom knew about the affair since December. And there's people going around saying that. Tom's mom must have known because there was those other rumors that Raquel spent Christmas with Tom. So obviously if Raquel is going to spend Christmas yeah. While like Ariana was in St. Louis I think dealing with like with her family because they just lost her grandma he's spending Christmas with with Raquel and Tom's family. So I presume that's why Tom's mom knew. And then Schwartz gets stopped by TMZ as he's on his way to go film Winter House 
And they're asking Tom Schwartz, like, what's going on? What do you think? Like, is, is Tom Sandoval a piece of shit? Like, when did you know? Blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't really have much to add. But it's like, why are you even saying anything? Like, just keep walking. Like, why are you adding fuel to this fire? Um, and then Ariana releases her comment on Instagram. So she releases a picture because she was in Mexico City at a wedding. So she posts this really fire picture of herself. And then she says, I want to express my most sincere gratitude for the outpouring of love and support I've received from my friends, family, and people I've never even met in the last two weeks. When I felt like I couldn't even stand, you've all given me the strength to continue and see me through my darkest hours. To say I have been devastated and broken is an understatement. However, I know that I am not in this alone. So many of my closest friends are also grieving this loss right now and reeling from this betrayal on so many levels. I'm so fucking lucky to have the best support system in the world, and I hope I can repay every single person for the love you have shown me. What doesn't kill me better run. The last line. That's fire. That's like some T-Swift shit. Like that is something that you should hang in your home and live by. I hang in my heart and live by that. (laughs) I just love the vengeance of it all. And then last but not least, they drop the mid-season trailer. Did you watch the trailer? I did, yeah. How many times? Uh, once. Oh. <laughs> Ask me how okay. many Selena, Selena and Jaylee <laughs> videos I continue to watch. Thousands. I know. We're, on, we're in two different news cycles right now. Um, so they released this trailer and it's clearly like mixed footage from like pre-Scandival and post-Scandival. And they just show like little bits and clips. And oh my gosh, the shit that happens after is fire, like fire flames. So we see like Ariana silently yelling Raquel's name into the void, like screaming, like, wow, she's got power. And then at the very end of this clip, it's got this like spooky ass music and Tom's in their kitchen and he's like getting something out of the cabinet. And then he asks Ariana, he's like, do you want anything? I and want she's so die. calmly says i want you to die chilling (laughs) chilling i think i would say but you want to hear my theory on this all um yes but before that i sent you something today from demois that was like guess who's coming back from a family getaway in tucson it's tucson right yeah tucson arizona sandoval guess whose family lives in tucson raquel yes of course. Yeah, like I feel like they're definitely – that's the only outcome here is to be in an actual relationship together. Like honestly, I'd be happier maybe, if they were. Well, maybe just like fucking cool it, you know? Yeah, true. But at least – did you also see that like Sandoval's offering free tickets to his show in Houston with the oh most God, extras? Oh, God, what a loser. <laughs> okay, but what's your theory? Okay, so my theory is that Ariana isn't actually that bothered by this all. Because my theory is, and I'm not at all speaking from personal experience, is that she was in a really miserable relationship where she felt like shit for several years and was trying so hard to get Tom to like cooperate and work on their shit together. And like she's obviously going through a lot of grief and a lot of pain and that changes a person and you need a big support system when that happens to you. And she probably was reaching out to Tom for that support. He wasn't providing it. And then that made them have distance. And that's why they haven't had sex in like four. They only have sex four times a year because she says like, I don't want to have sex with somebody that I seems to be a stranger. And like, if someone's not there for you in an emotionally intimate level, then you're not going to be physically intimate with them either. Here, so my here. theory is Ariana has been feeling like shit about this relationship for several years. She's been trying her hardest, banging her head against the wall, trying to get Tom to like be in this relationship and put in the work. He hasn't been. They've been growing slowly apart. And so when this happens and this news drops, she's like, fuck, yes, this is my moment to get out. I've got a reason. It doesn't have to yeah, be like, oh, something grew tangible. Apart, whatever. Something tangible. She can she's hate like, him. Great. She can walk away. I can hate you. Hands exactly. clean. Exactly. Clean slate. Yeah. And she can do whatever the hell she wants. She can move on immediately. She can do whatever she wants. She's like been set free by all of this. 
So when she goes to like Mexico right away and when she's I think she was also like at a comedy show like just a couple nights ago, she seems Mine. to be like doing pretty pretty fine. <laughs> That'd be epic. <laughs> I think she's actually doing okay. That's my theory. She's like and everyone's she- on her side. Like she literally didn't lose in this situation. I yeah, mean, like, like obviously I've, I've- public humiliation, but she didn't lose overall. Is she publicly humiliated though, or is it just like it's the universal consensus that Tom is humiliating and humiliating. For sure. Like, I don't think anyone's actually looking at Ariana like, oh my God, that's so embarrassing. Like, they're all not looking at, all. at her like, you cheated on her? Totally. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I think she's like fine for now. Obviously, like, she will have a period of grieving, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. in the long run, she's way better off. For sure. Like, I think this was a blessing in disguise for her. Tom's a loser. And I think she knows Both it. of them. He's the biggest fucking loser. Both And Toms. I just, like, there's so many clips in this season, uh, mid-season trailer, that I can't wait to see what they're actually about. Because at one point, Raquel says, like, I don't regret anything about our relationship. And I don't think she's talking about Schwartz. I feel like she's talking about James or something like that. Like, it's, it's or sorry, she's not talking about Sandoval. Can't be that obvious. Who? So Raquel, in a scene in the trailer, she says, oh. you just see her and she says, I don't regret anything about our relationship. And they're making it seem like that's Sandoval, but I don't think it is. I think well, it's got to be like. You saw in the mid-season trailer that her and Schwartz kissed too, right? Yeah. It's just Which so Which is just like very confusing slimy. aspect of this all. Like yeah. Tom, Tom Schwartz obviously didn't know at that time, I don't think. But she did. And if she did, like, what the fuck is she doing? Is this all a smokescreen? Like, actually intentionally a smokescreen? Or, like, wouldn't she be worried about, like, cheating, so to speak, on Sandoval with Schwartz? Like, it's the math ain't mathing. I don't know. It, n- none of it makes sense. Maybe she's just having, like, a phase. And she picked well, yeah, one she's Tom. Clearly going through some shit. Yeah. <sighs> uh, it's okay, messy. Okay, well, let's circle back. Once we get into the TV recap of this most recent episode. Okay. Well, I have a piece of news for you. Okay. <clears throat> Wanting to save this for the podcast. I am slowly becoming a Swifty. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Yeah. What's happened? I don't know, man. You Did you listen think- to her new song? Which song? To oh, the, the ones boys that I she, loved before. Oh, uh, all the girls you like loved before. Four. No, but you know what I listened to seven times today. What? All too well. The ten minute version. Yeah, it's so epic. And um, all that I see on my feed are videos from her tour. But mm-hmm. also, like, you have to thank this whole Selena, Justin, Haley drama for what's come out of it, which is me appreciating T Swift. I, I do thank Justin Bieber for that. I commend him for yeah. his contributions. Yeah, I'm excited also- about that. That's awesome. You, you, you have such a bright road ahead. Like, you can listen to all of her albums. Yeah. Um, so, my friend Tia has been obsessed with Taylor Swift since I've ever known her. I remember in law school, she literally, I don't, I don't even, I'm not going to say the story properly, but she literally sat there for like days, constantly clicking something so that she had a better chance in line. And she would like (laughs) do these, like, I don't know, game. I I don't know. But yesterday she, or two days ago, she was telling me that she um, almost paid a thousand dollars for nosebleed seats. One. One nosebleed seat. She's fucking wow. crazy. And um, she has been walking me through all the Swifty stuff today. And she's just like, what did she say? <laughs> it's funny. She's like, were you into reputation at all? And I was like, I've never given it a listen. She's like, wow, so excited to do all eras with you now. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's she's passionate. But that's the thing. Like, that's the, her albums are so different from each other. Like, yeah. if you listen to Lover and then Reputation and then I Folklore, love you're going to be like, whoa, yeah. what is happening? Yeah. Um, 
I do have to say, like, I don't know if she writes all of her songs on her own, but she's a very good lyricist. You should watch um, – it's on Prime, I think. No, it's on Disney. The Frogmore Sessions or whatever the fuck they're called. Okay. That, I didn't say that right. But it's Wakemore? When, when she was writing Folklore. It okay. was like the Lake Session. It's Anyways, it's a documentary about when she was writing Folklore with – now I'm forgetting his name. The guy she writes all of her music with, Jack Antonoff. And okay. I think you'd really like it because it would help you get into like that side of things. Like how her, how she – like I always think it's just so fascinating watching musicians write songs and like come to a melody and then come to lyrics and then change it up and you know what the actual end product is. I think that's so cool. Yeah. So you might like that and it might help you get into it even more. Yeah. Like a, a big part of it was whatever happened with Scooter Braun. I just hate that guy so much. And I'm so glad that Taylor Swift actually stood up to him and did something and didn't get sucked in. And also, like, I told you that I I don't know where I stand with the Kardashians right now. I think I'm, like, Mm -hmm. slowly losing it. And it's making me kind of see what happened with Taylor Swift a bit clearly. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm becoming a Swifty. That's really exciting. I'm very happy for you. And if you ever need, like – advice on songs or like recommendations i can for sure provide those to you i think the most important thing when you listen to taylor songs is to listen to them while you're also reading the lyrics because you just get so much Mm -hmm. of a deeper understanding of the song so Mm -hmm. on that point taylor so she didn't release four new songs she re-released three songs taylor's version three of her yeah taylor's version of three of her (laughs) pre-existing songs and there was like theories that she did it so she could um so she could change one of her and she like moved around some of the songs on different albums or something. And some people were hypothesizing that it was so this one album didn't have any like collabs on it for some reason. Anyways, I don't know, but she re-released three songs like Taylor's versions of them. And then she released a new song from the lover album called to all the girls you loved before. And Mm -hmm. it's a really beautiful song. So it's the whole concept of the song is that, um, she's thanking all the women that like made her man who they are. Yeah, like, I figured. Yeah, like who who they like who taught him to be the man he is now, and like obviously they all went through trauma. Yeah. by this fucking man who they now who she now loves, and so she's like giving them all a shout out. It's a really yeah. nice song. I would love if a woman wrote a song to me thanking me for all the work I put in to my foster boyfriends. Oh my god. Me too. How <laughs> is there a get fucking award? Compensated, honestly. Like that's been my longest career. Yeah, that's true. Actually, Actually some, some decades-long stints. Yeah. What's the longest you've been single? I was wondering about this today. Um, uh, probably. I think I was single for like two years. Two years ish. Wow, I got almost you three. Probably. <laughs> Congrats. Thanks. <laughs> At least I should get a prize. Yeah, something. Your prize will be your ultimate husband someday. Um, in other Bravo news, Christina Kelly, who's on Vanderpump, she gave birth to a baby boy named River. How do you feel about Christina Kelly? I don't know why she's getting so much hate. Like I've like I liked her. I always thought she had a level head. I thought she was like a friend of, obviously, character. She's not a main character role. But I've always thought she's like very zen and very like calm, cool, collected, kind of the sober second thought in these like wild discussions that go down. And she's like not that interested in being famous, I don't think. So I've I've always liked her, but she's getting so much hate right now from this last episode. I was going to say, I didn't really like her on the last episode. Yeah. And let's, okay, so let's talk about that when we get to the TV recap because I'm confused at what the hate is. Okay. Okay. You have a a piece of news in my Bravo updates. Oh, I thought it was supposed to be in other. Oops. Okay. So, Bad Bunny is being sued by his ex-girlfriend for $40 million for using a sample of her voice without her consent. So Bad Bunny and this girl dated. They were, I think, engaged, but they were like they were going to get married. And she's an attorney. 
And she, he asked her, can I use this sample at the beginning of my songs? And he offered to pay her 2000 for it. And she was like, no. And then he still went ahead and did it. So now she's suing for $40 million. And honestly, same. I would do the same. <laughs> he uses that sample before every song. And he's so famous really? now. Yeah. Yeah, get that money, honey. But she's an you attorney. wrote this in the notes as Bad Bunny Died by Ex-Girlfriend. And I literally thought he died when he was killed by his ex-girlfriend. So I went and Googled Bad Bunny dead. (laughs) No, no, no. It's sued. Apple iPhone autocorrect is the worst. But anyway, people are commenting saying it's the Kardashian curse. It's the Kardashian curse. So what is the Kardashian curse? Every guy they date soon goes to shit. Like – Anyone they've dated on a team, suddenly their team plays horribly in the NBA or like Kanye's music career went downhill or whatever. Um, So they're saying the Kardashian curse, but also they're saying that Kendall is with Bad Bunny and they're going to stick it out for the show because this tourism department in his hometown is sponsoring a two day trip, a two episode trip, which is going to be on the next season. Okay. I find that hard to believe. Like I like Kendall's never shown her relationships ever on the show and to all of a sudden be like, "Oh, here I'm in a relationship with Bad Bunny just for publicity." Like I just seem skeptical. I think it is for publicity. Yeah. I mean, frankly, the it's big- working because I didn't know who Bad Bunny was before this. Wow. <laughs> I told you I that. Didn't know I who don't Kendall know- was before this. <laughs> I actually didn't know what he looked like until I saw a video this week of him on carpool karaoke. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's what he looks like. So carpool karaoke, you know my friend who I went to a paint night with, the Serbian mm-hmm. guy? Yeah. He is literally Bad Bunny. They have the same energy. And honestly, I thought he, was he also reminded teeps. me of Peeps. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's Bad Bunny. No, but it's the same energy, you know? <laughs> I'll let him know. Maybe he knows who Bad Bunny is. I'll ask him if he relates I'm to I'm sure him. he does. I'm sure he does. I mean, he does have a girlfriend who's just as fire. That was a good episode, though, of Carpool Karaoke. Yeah, I only watch clips. Hmm. Okay, moving over to Bachelor News. So did you watch any of this season? No, nothing at all. Okay. I've been watching it, of course, as I knew I would. It's trash. But I need to talk about a few things. So they pick this woman from this season to be the next Bachelorette. Her name's Charity. Extremely perplexing. I don't understand the hype. I don't understand why she's a Bachelorette. There are so many other more interesting characters with like more personality than her. So it's like another dud. So I'm fucking rattled about that. So anyways, that's the one piece of news. Second piece of news, I just have to tell you about this most recent episode. Bless you, by the way. She's sneezing, guys. Out of control. Um, no, I choked on my water. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, well, I'll just continue. Um, <laughs> so this recent episode is Fantasy Sweets Week. And let me just explain to you what this fucking dummy did. So he starts off the week. He's got three days. It's dates. a virtual fantasy sweet date because he still has covid <laughs> no he finally got over that um but it's just as bad so he goes on his first date and he watched the trailer fire that was clayton season so he's obviously like oh fantasy sweets things can get really sketchy so he tells the girl on his first date he's like look i'm implementing a rule it's no sex like there's gonna be no sex no physical intimacy on these dates i've seen shit go down go wrong um i think that it should only be shared with the person you're going to get engaged to at this point there's still three of you so like there's just i'm setting that taking that off the table no sex and so the girl on the first date is like okay caught off guard um i wouldn't normally make those decisions before i'm in the moment but okay i respect your decision they don't have sex he goes to date number two um yeah they have sex and he's <gasps> so then he wakes up yeah, so he says this whole speech to her as they're at dinner. He's like, gives her the whole spiel, like, no sex, no sex, no sex. And then she's like, okay, challenge accepted. Um, 
And then the next day, he's distraught. And he's like, oh, my God, I just feel like I went back on my word. Like, why did I do that? Like, I should have never done that. We had this beautiful moment. Like, I don't regret it. But, like, now I feel like I need to tell the fucking world because I made this whole declaration at the start of the week. So then he goes to this chick's room. And he's like, hey, just FYI, now that this happened, I have to tell everyone. So, like, are you cool with that? And she's kind of like, if you fucking must. What the fuck? So then she feels weird about the whole situation. So then he goes on his third date and he they're in Thailand. They're, he chooses to tell this woman the information that he just had sex with another girl while they're in a remote part of this fucking swamp after they just like canoed their way there. And they're sitting in a place where like sh- they're on a, the edge of like a water body with a bunch of forest. There's no escape route. This woman is fucking stuck there. And he decides that that's the right moment to tell her, hey, by the way, I made this whole declaration at the start of the week that I wasn't going to have sex. I didn't have sex the first time, but I had sex the second time. And I just think you should know. (gasps) And she's sitting there like, oh, my gosh. Like, did I? So but then things get a bit stranger because then she's mad at him, not for having sex, but for telling her that they had sex. She's mad at him for giving her full disclosure. And her position is like, well, yeah, of course, I knew this was a possibility, but like, did I have to hear it and have it confirmed? Like, no. And he's like, what? Well, I thought I had to tell you to be honest and not like live our relationship on a lie. And she's like, well, why would you tell me now? I can't get it out of my head. And I'm like, what is I would want to know. Well, the thing is like, okay, so so now – the next bachelor is going to have to be like setting the scene like okay what's the rules can i have sex can i not have sex if i have sex do you want to know do you not want to know like he needs to fucking get consent to like get something off his chest that he feels like he needs to say in the relationship to move forward like it just none of it made sense to me i was ended up being mad at everyone i mean i could have told you that all these episodes were going to be bad for sure. And I knew they were going to be bad and they are bad, but it's, it's kind of nice watching with like literally not caring at all and not having to like pay attention that much. And it's not an interesting season, but in like shocking news surprise, no one, he sent the first woman home who he <laughs> didn't have sex with. Wow. Yeah. Men are like, this Anyways. is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> it's just a dumpster fire. It's just wow. a dumpster fire. It's and all and like, like the thing is, I, I was just really hoping that they'd pick a bachelorette from like this season or another season that I'd be compelled to watch again. But it's the same shit. Like I'm not interested again. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you so made it all like, the way to fantasy suites. I know, man. I even like <clears throat> watched part of the Women Tell All, which is like the worst episode to begin with. Oh, I love Women Tell All and Men Tell Ugh. All. Oh, you know what's coming out on Friday? What? Love is Blind season four. Oh, that's good. We need some new oh, shows. That's good. That's good. Oh, that's good. I like that's that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited, honestly. Can stop yeah, talking I mean, about fucking Zay, Cole, whoever else. I don't care. Yeah, I'm so far beyond them. I'm also like really done with Natalie and Shane. Like, why are they still? Why? I don't like Natalie. Shane was on that other. I show. don't like Shane either. Perfect match. No. Yeah. I didn't finish that show either. I did. I liked it. The last like three episodes, I just couldn't even. Because by that time, like, so all, interesting ever, all the s- shit was going on. And f- sorry, <laughs> you go. Interesting you say that because I, when I pitched the show, I literally say the first eight episodes were very entertaining. The last four were just a slow death. Yeah. And the thing is, by the time I was getting around to watching them, I was seeing all the stuff on social media, which like disclosed what had happened and all the drama that went down. So I like that was more interesting to me than actually finishing watching the show. Right. Anyways. Okay. Well, in other news, uh, Lindsay Lohan is pregnant. Crazy. Kind of forgot that she was even married. Yeah. Isn't she married to someone they live in Dubai? Really? Pretty sure she lives in Dubai. I think she's married to like a, a normie hmm. of some sort. 
Okay, my cat has not stopped having the zoomies. <laughs> Maybe she hears her, her auntie. Can she hear me? I think she knows her mom came home so overstimulated from an event. And now she's trying to like take on your energy. Yeah. It was very That's hot very in there and I wore a turtleneck. <laughs> My face Big is mistake. melting off. Huge. Toonie's um, here too. Hi, Toonie. I see your weight loss journey is going well. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Well, Trav hasn't finished our gym. Toonie honestly goes to the gym more than all of us. What? She She stops in there every time. Every Hmm. time she comes downstairs, she stops in the gym. Hmm. It's nice. Interesting. Um, Okay, so Selena Gomez cracked 400 million followers on Instagram. So that makes her the most followed woman on Instagram. The most followed man is Ronaldo. These soccer players get a lot of followers and likes. It's crazy. Um, yeah, they get all of Europe. Yeah. So Selena is actually now at 402 million. And she recently posted a selfie and tagged Miley Cyrus. And it, she put like violent or violet chemistry, which is a song off Miley's album. And then Miley reposted it to her story. And this is big because. Uh, Miley is supporting Selena, not Haley. And Haley also posted a song from Miley's album, and Miley didn't give a fuck. Like recently, like right after another copycat incident. Um, no, I don't think it was a copycat incident. But Miley did not care for Haley, and Miley's only mm-hmm. following Selena, not Haley. Um, but anyway, I listened to Miley's album. It was actually really good. Did she release a new one? Yeah, she. You know how she released flowers. Yep. Um, well, she released the album for it, I think, two weeks ago. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know and that. So the two songs that I like is are Wild Card and River. That's cool. I'm going to listen to it. Yeah, I think I'm not like, like a huge Miley fan, but I do. I'm really into like listening to albums. Yeah. Weird, right? Yeah. Like, I don't want to listen to songs, but I do want to listen to albums. It's a good album. Not gonna lie. Okay, I'll t- I'll it's have an easy a listen. listen. Okay, and then okay. Um, wait, let me chew my nerd. <laughs> okay, do you remember who Jeffrey Star is? Yes. Very controversial, conservative, but like one of the best makeup reviewers. So mm-hmm. he stopped doing makeup reviews for a really long time amidst his controversy. And then he came back out of the woodwork and he got a PR package from Haley Bieber for her road skincare. And he's like, what's this? Ugh. And he takes out like the picture of Haley and he's like, oh my God, she literally looks like she wants to die. She's like, why did I put a skincare line together? And then he throws out the package and is like, bye. And then TikTok takes the video down and like reviews it. And then finally it goes back up. So then everyone was requesting him to do a rare beauty makeup review. And he did a four-part review. And he was very honest. He loved all the products except for two. I think one was like a primer and one was a liquid highlighter. But yeah, he said, he's like, I'm Team Selena in this house. And I was like. Oh, my gosh. So this is still happening. Still oh, it's going still on. going on. Yeah. Haley's purchased a bunch of bots to comment about her on all these videos. About Haley or about Selena? Haley. This is so stupid. Like, I just don't know. Did you enjoy my message? Which one? To Haley Bieber on Friday. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, I was going through my inbox on Instagram the other day and I saw like a verified check mark as I was scrolling and I was like, who's that? And then I was like, Haley Bieber? Why is she in here? And then I went back and I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Shireen raged in the DMs. Yeah, I messaged Haley Bieber on my way home from the bar. And I said, (laughs) yo, honestly, fuck off. And then I I said, but honestly, no, but also Justin is the problem. Leave him. I understand that you might be trying to get the bag, but like karma is a thing. And I suggest you stop. Source, trust me, bro. 
<laughs> the source. Trust me, bro. So I sent this screenshot to Tia as well. And Tia sent it to her boyfriend. And her <coughs> her boyfriend thought that Ed Sheeran and Haley Bieber were beefing. Because, because she screenshotted the screenshot of our text with mm-hmm. my message to Haley Bieber. So he thought that Ed Sheeran, Shireen, oh my was God. beefing with Haley Bieber. <laughs> they were on FaceTime and he was like frantically Googling, trying to look for the beef. And then it clicked for him. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so, hilarious. Source, um, trust me, bro. Source, trust me, bro. Oh my god! I do hope she responds someday. Mm, I don't. Honestly, thank you. No, she's like I needed this. Leave me alone. <laughs> do you know that? I one don't want to be part of this narrative. And she's like, no, I'm not bothering anyone. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Then you'll think this is funny. Okay. <laughs> Continue. Stay tuned. <laughs> okay, uh, let's get into. Pitch or ditch a bitch or seven-year itch. Nice. You're welcome. I nailed it. Okay. So this weekend, let me tell you what happened. It's Please. Saturday, it's Saturday evening. Um, we're watching TV in the basement and it's dark and we start watching because Trav insists that like he's sick of reality TV and wants to watch an interesting show. So I put on this trailer for the documentary the plane that disappeared on netflix and he's like wow that show looks sick let's watch it so i put it on and trav immediately starts watching tiktoks i swear this kid doesn't watch fucking five seconds of the show but i started watching it the first episode i was like oh this is kind of fascinating at least the first half hour i was like cool so i kept watching it and then i got like to the second episode part way through and then my anxiety started like going out of control like I started getting so anxious about the show and then I started thinking I started thinking that for some reason it's not connected at all that somebody was going to rob our house and I started thinking about how unsafe our house was and how I'm down the basement and like I'm the closest to the stairwell and so if they come in here to rob us they'll probably kill me first so all these thoughts are running through my mind right I'm so anxious from the show this is why I don't watch real fucking tv I can only watch reality tv everything gives me anxiety so i'm watching it like my i'm on edge my adrenaline is fucking pumping i'm freaking out i'm thinking someone's gonna attack our house then my idiot boyfriend starts fucking playing a video on his phone but he set his fucking phone up with the gym speaker on blast to use his new cool neon lights oh shit so when he plays this video it's a video of his buddies, a group of men screaming and hollering. And oh all of a sudden, God. when I'm in this state, it comes blasting. And I literally, I I think I had a heart attack. Like I screamed. I sw- I pretty much like started crying. I was oh like my clasping my pearls. I was fucking <laughs> losing my mind. And he's like, can you relax? <laughs> and I was like, you have no idea what I'm going through right now or what my last like 30 minutes in my brain. And then this happens. Like, I literally thought people were running and storming the house. I don't like, blame my, you. My fucking, I was a perfect storm. That. Oh my Jesus. God. I, like, I could not recover. And then he proceeds to say, he's like, so I start, I tell him like all this stuff that's been going through my mind. And he's like, well, did I ever tell you like, the concerns that I've had about this house. What? And then I'm like, don't tell me. Like, don't tell me. I'm already like in a heightened state. I'm like, my heart rate hasn't even come down. Like, I'm freaking out. Please don't tell me. Please don't tell me. And then, uh, and then he's like, well, like, I just like, I think I should tell you. I think you should know. And I'm like, please don't tell me. Like, I just don't want to know right now. Like, tell me tomorrow in the daylight. And he's like, well, it has to do with like ghosts. I was like, um, stop telling me information. I'm going to fucking kill you right now. I'm literally so afraid. So then, anyways, he doesn't tell me. And then the next day, he tells me what his fucking ghost stories were. And they're all what? events that I was... There aren't even things. Like, they're all things that I was... I knew happened. 
but it's like oh one time a pot light fell out of its socket and he's like there's no way it should have fallen out like there's definitely a ghost like pulled that out and then another thing like outside this plastic piece fell off a window he's like there's i don't even know where that came from like there's no way that plastic piece should have fallen out the window it must have been a ghost and then what was this other instance it was some other stupid thing and i was like okay i I experienced all these things and they all have like perfectly plausible explanations so you need to relax can you relax but anyways that brings me back to the show so this is all happening during the show and so i kind of like got sidelined during the last episode but I did finish it the next day once it was the daylight again. And it's definitely a seven-year itch. Uh, it sucks. Yeah, I was never going to watch that. I thought it was going to be, like, fascinating, potentially. I knew that there was no answer. And that should have been... I should have thought about that more before I watched the show. Because, of course, it's a mystery show, right? It's like the plane that disappeared. Oh, what happened? But we fucking know. No one knows what happened. So obviously like this documentary isn't going to shine much light and what the documentary was was like three different conspiracy theories so you might love it it was three different conspiracy theories about what could have happened to this plane so the first episode is like oh it was um the pilot and then the second episode was like oh it was like a cover-up and then i forget what the third one was but they're all they're basically found the most radical people who have been so passionate about this plane disappearance and come up with these fucking kooky ass theories that some of which like could not even actually happen and then they were those were the people who were like the narrators of these various episodes and at the end i was like this is so stupid like their theories were so crazy it literally was like no don't say it don't i went to therapy for that (laughs) I'm proud of you. No, I didn't go the to therapy. Of this documentary I didn't go to, need to go to therapy. I didn't go to therapy for what I was watching. I went to therapy for your lack of support and how to manage oh. that. Oh God, this took a turn. I was trying to look out for you. No, I was anyway, concerned. No, did you ever watch "Don't Fuck with Cats"? No. You because I was too that. afraid that it was going to be about cats and like hurting cats. And I don't want to see people hurting cats. Well, I mean, it starts off like that, but it's a build up to how he's like actually a murderer. And yeah, the reason see, people think... band together is because he was hurting cats. First. Oh, see, no. Oh, Mimi. I'm not into. Yeah, see, Mimi knows the cats are getting hurt. Mm. Oh, she's so cute. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm realized that I just need to stick to reality TV because these mystery shows are not for me. I don't have reality TV to watch. Like, I I don't know if it's just me, but it's lacking. I'm on season 10 of Real Real Million Dollar Listing LA. Oh, nice. Yeah, but now Lucky they're getting into you. different characters and I'm like, mm, not a fan. Yeah. Um. So I watched Ted Lasso season three. They are releasing the episodes weekly on Apple TV mm-hmm. and it picks Ooh. up it picks up right where it what is the saying <laughs> left off <laughs> left off oh, I, I had such a mind blank there for a second <laughs> because I was okay whatever so like they actually don't even do a recap at the beginning of the episode you know how normally they're like this is what happened last season nothing it just mm-hmm. jumps right into the episode and like, I, I remember what bothers me about Ted Lasso, which is they have these really long monologues and lines to, like, kind of sound funny and wholesome, but they're not. Um, But, mm. like, at the same time, the show is wholesome. It's a feel-good show. Yeah. But so, I know what you mean. It's like they're they're playing too much into it that it starts feeling contrived. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'm happy it's back, though, and I will continue to watch. Okay. Have you been um, watching Shrinking as it's been releasing episodes? Have you? Yeah. Can you believe? Can you believe? No. No. The way they were setting that up at the end, it was like, oh, I'm so glad we did this again. And I was like, huh. And they showed him and I was like, oh. I think it's just weird. Like, unless that's, I don't know. I just think it's weird. I just if it was a one-time thing, okay. 
But if they're going to turn into a full-blown relationship and that's how they end up, I don't like it. Mm-mm. That's so weird. You better not end up with my man. That's so – no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Let's get into TV recap. So did you watch this week's episode of Vanderpump Rules? Duh. Okay. Boys night. So yes. So this episode picks up in Las Vegas and it's the night after they get home from Vanderpump La Paris and Raquel is shmammered. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting on the bed and like Raquel's having some food. And then Lala says to her, like, she's like, man, like your sloppiness. I I can say like, I wouldn't trust you after one too many drinks with my man. And then Raquel says, well, it's a good thing you don't have a man to bring around. Mm-hmm. And then all the girls are like, oh, my God, I can't believe you just said that. And then they're ba- Lala's basically like, you need to leave because I'm activated. <clears throat> The thing is, with that comment, I feel like Raquel just needs to speak with conviction. Like, if she's going to send out a zinger like that, she needs to, like, say it more forcefully. She needs to believe in it. Totally. Like, she seems like she's just saying it to say it, but she doesn't actually, like, want to no, say I get it. it. It's just, yeah. This whole and trip so- really bothered me. Yeah. So then the girls, so it's Katie, Christina, and Lala, start talking about what just went down and katie is like yeah totally like mean girls and katie says like oh yeah it's just like miss i'm gonna make out with your man and then she says in a confessional that she's noticed a pattern that raquel is only interested in men that her friends are married to or interested in and katie then goes on like hide your boyfriend hide your boyfriend hide your boyfriend and Raquel like overhears them all like making fun of her and talking shit about her especially about like her nightlight which like is strange but like Christina went to go get Katie's makeup bag and then came out and was like oh my god guys she's got like she's literally like in her bed and she's got this huge nightlight and then they're all making fun of her so I didn't like that part at all I agree and like Raquel heard that all and she was like crying and upset about it totally relate So then the next morning they all get up and Lala has like a sober conversation with Raquel and she's like, do you really feel that like feel that way? Like, oh, if if you can't keep a man, then keep him away from me. And Raquel says, no, she doesn't actually feel that way. And then they're on their drive out to Lake Havasu and Raquel is obviously having like the booze blues. Like she's having anxiety about what just went down. She's feeling uncomfortable because she knows these three girls just talked shit about her. She feels unsafe. I would and feel now they're so like bringing it up again. There's no way I would have gotten in that car. I would immediately like left that night when 100%. I heard them all shit. A hundred percent. Like I've been in those situations, especially when you wake up Same. the next day, like man, like the booze blues and like started re- replaying everything in your mind and then knowing you have to hang out with those people and they're still talking about it. Like they were making oh fun of God. her for like eating food at the end of the night. There's they yeah, just like that's wanted standard. someone to poke fun at. They wanted to gang up yeah. on someone. No, I agree. Like none I've of them actually there. like Raquel. And yeah. then so they're on their drive to Lake Havasu and Raquel <clears throat> starts talking about how she's sad and she doesn't even feel like she knows who she is. And then she um has like an anxiety attack and the girls are like supportive through that. But then they arrive at Havasu and then Charlie arrives and they go out for dinner. And at this dinner, I don't even know how it really like came up. I think Lala was retelling the story to Charlie. And then Raquel, again, without conviction, mentions that Lala's being a hypocrite because she slept with James when they were dating. Yeah. So this is why this trip really bothered me because Lala really bothers me when she does this shit she she mm-hmm. is being a hypocrite that entire yeah. thing was so triggering to watch because it was just like i i don't even know what the word is but it was i don't know well the thing is it didn't make sense like i don't know if they're missing part of the conversations but lala's defense was basically like yeah that was six years ago and it's like, okay, what's your fucking point? Then you did this six years ago. So what are you trying to say? Like, just because time has passed, that doesn't absolve you of all wrongdoing that you've ever done. And plus, I just found out about this last week. So, like, it doesn't make any sense. And 
I just still don't understand where she was coming from. Like if she was coming from the perspective of like, yeah, I know I've done it too. And I'm trying to tell you like, I know that I was wrong and I know that I should have not done that. And I only did it because I was in this really vulnerable place and I was drinking and I was making bad decisions. So I'm trying to tell you like, get your shit together. If she was saying that, I could understand it. But that's not how it was coming across on the edit. I didn't like how Lala was just like, you need to move on, honey. Um, we slept together. Yeah. But it was like, she, you just told her that. It's not like you told her this four years ago and she's not over it. You literally told her last week. Totally. And you, you can't totally get over agree. something that Raquel just said, like when she was drunk and you know what it's like to be in that position. Like, yeah. I don't know. It didn't make any sense. Lala Lala gets really triggered when someone calls her a mistress. And it's just like facts are facts though. Yeah. And I and I don't even really that's the thing. Like, yes, okay. It's the man who also has culpability, but you have to take some responsibility too for sleeping with a married man. Like I don't understand. Like you were part of it too. It is believable that Randall probably fed her a story saying they're separated and this and her his ex wife is crazy and all that kind of stuff. For but, sure, but like yeah, Lala can't deny that she was sleeping with a married man. Yeah, and why didn't she just say that? Like, yes, I know that the facts came to light that I was, but at the time I didn't fucking know I was. You for sure n- knew when you're sleeping with like Sandoval that he's married, basically. But they yeah. don't know that yet, I guess. And then yeah. Raquel. So so then Raquel decides to leave Lake Havasu with Charlie. And they which go was to a say goodbye. Call. Which was a very good call. But then the, the dynamic when she went to go leave. So she's like, guys, I'm going to leave. I just feel like really uncomfortable. And then when she's leaving, she's like, I'm going to go hang out with Schwartz. Like, and why then- did you say that, Raquel? I know. And she also didn't say that with conviction either. She's like, we're going to go hang out with Schwartz. And then she says, Raquel, then she says to Lala, she's like, it's clear you're just mad that Oliver chose me. I really, really, it's so true. She needs to say things with more conviction for sure. She just lost all credibility with that last statement too. Like clearly this isn't all about like, maybe that's a part of it but that's not the whole thing and like for you to say that that's the whole reason they have animosity towards you is just so miss like so wrong that she just lost all power she had in that moment when she dropped that last line she should just been like you guys are being dicks to me i feel really uncomfortable you're not giving me any grace you all clearly don't like me i'm fucking leaving yeah left raquel is an easy target because she does stupid shit but she also doesn't have a backbone yeah, and then and then Charlie on her way out and in her confessional starts saying all these mean things about Christina Kelly. And I don't really understand where that animosity was coming from. Like I get like the mean girl aspect of the chat. Like that, okay, yeah, I agree. That wasn't kind. But where is all this Christina hate coming from? Like she's like, oh, that bitch like only like go sell more lip gloss or like putting down her business. And I just don't understand where all that animosity comes from. Like where is all this Christina hate coming from? I I truly don't know, but I thought that her comments were really funny. I just thought they were mean. Yeah, but I felt like they were deserving after what they were doing to Raquel. See, I thought when she was talking about the table and like her read on Lala was totally accurate. But then after all this stuff about Christina Kelly, that's when I was like, okay, now you're just kind of being really mean. And I don't know where this is all coming from and why you're singling out Christina. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And then it was weird too. Like Charlie posted, she's like, oh, how these conversations would have went differently if I knew what I knew now. And then goes on to say like, I'm only responsible for like what I say and what I do. And didn't like issue any apology for saying mean things. Like I just don't understand. Well, also we're what, six episodes in now and the season's only 12 episodes? Yeah, I don't know how long That's it is, sad. but they're they're filming the reunion next week. Yeah, crazy. And also, like, what also is perplexing about all this? So, so Katie was on Watch What Happens Live again, and Andy's asking her questions, and she's like, 
being coy, like not giving answers. Like he's like, so like, what's the timeline? Like, can you break down the timeline? And and was it like, were they sleeping together at this point? And all these questions that I think Katie knows the answer to, but she's being coy. And it's like, if he's fucking asking you the questions, can't you answer? Like, he's in charge of the reunion. If he wanted you to only talk about this at the reunion, he wouldn't ask you these questions. Yeah. I agree. And Jackson and Brittany are on Watch What Happens Live this Wednesday. I can't wait to see that because when was the last time they've been on Bravo, period? Like, probably like three years. Yeah. So I can't wait. Jax is going to be doing his jack shit. I saw you already did an interview where he was like, he was talking about Tom Sandoval and he's like, you know, like this nine person cover band that he pays has just like really gone to his head. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like he's Jax just gonna be Jax. being Jax, right? But it's funny they asked who like the best guy on VPR is right now, and he was like Ariana. Yeah, true that. <laughs> okay. I'm so excited to watch this all play out. Lastly, Summer House. This week, yes. we sort of get a glimpse into the fallout of Lindsay and Danielle, and I have to say that okay. So basically, what happened was. All of them were at the house. Gabby threw her first party. It wasn't that great. And then at the end of the party, Sam tries to get everyone to go to Montauk because there's this Australian boy that she really wants to sleep with. And he has a house party. So as they're rallying the troops, it's clear that Lindsay wants to go to Montauk. And Danielle really wants her to go with. But Carl doesn't want to go because he's 37 and sober and it's the end of a night. Obviously, he's not going to want to go rally. But Lindsay feels as though she needs to stay and be a good girlfriend and does not go. And she keeps saying, if I was single, I would go. But what am I going to do? I'm not single now as though it's like some sort of punishment on her. So Mm -hmm. that's basically what happened this episode. And I just want to say, like, I think I agree with Maya and Paige's assessment of what's going on with Lindsay. I think she is trying to be this perfect girlfriend for Carl. And is suppressing who she is. Yeah. I agree with you. And you can almost see it in the dynamic of when they fight too. Because like Carl is trying to talk sense into her. And you see like the real Lindsay, like the true Lindsay coming out when she's drinking and in these fights. Like when they're trying to discuss this issue of like her spat with Amanda. And you can see that like that is who she truly is. But she's trying to like suppress it and be this different person. And like I do. Yeah, I agree with you. That but, whole thing was just confusing. It's true. Like, they don't really fight, and that is weird. Um, and I think it's because, like, Lindsay really wants to prove everyone wrong that her and Carl are going to make it. And, like, she's tried so many relationships now, and she's just like, we've been friends for six years. I really want this to work. But it's coming at the expense of who she truly is. And I felt yeah. really bad for Danielle this episode because she kept trying to get validation from Lindsay in her own way, like come out to Montauk, like I'm there, you'll get to spend time with me, your best friend. And Lindsay kept giving her these answers that was very much like, I don't care about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And I, I did like, so when, when, so basically like Paige tells Lindsay all the shit that Danielle was te- saying about their relationship, like concerns about how quickly they're moving, how they never fight, how they seem to be like suppressing their true feelings. Paige tells Lindsay, Lindsay then confronts Danielle. And I loved their conversation because Danielle was so real and Mm -hmm. she's just like yeah I said that like I I and I feel honestly like I can't even raise my concerns directly to you because I can't have an opinion or your relationship without you getting so defensive and so and and yeah as your best friend if I have concerns I should be able to raise your concerns like that's not talking shit on your relationship that's being a good best friend yeah and they were able to like quash it so fast just because Danielle was being like so forthright taking accountability defending like her position and how she was in the right and it like quashed it right away i was impressed me too and it was um oh shoot my thought just left me oh my god well we did see some foreshadowing into danielle and robert's breakup they are broken up right yeah they are yeah yeah it sounds like he was just working too much yeah and they like barely see each other so we get a taste of that as well yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember it's, what I was going to say. It is it is pretty crazy how Lindsay never said anything about Carl not sticking up for her. Because – I know. 
Yeah. In any other relationship, that would have been such a big fight. For sure. Like she yelled at that guy about making sandwiches. Like that's the thing. Like Lindsay used to be so direct. She's like, I'm such a direct communicator. And it's like, you're not being direct with Carl. Like, because when Danielle raised that, she's like, I thought you were going to flip out on him. She's like, you don't think I wasn't inside? And then she's like, I flipped out about it in therapy. I'm trying to be a better person. It's like, no, like you, you still need to be direct about your feelings. You just need to do it in a more respectful way than you previously did when you popped off. Like when you got activated. Exactly. Like, come to it in a like calm demeanor as opposed to from a reactionary standpoint and then but you still have to raise your feelings like you can't just like stifle them down yeah yeah i think she's just missing that part but it also bothered me how kyle and carl go to have this conversation and to be honest carl doesn't really defend Lindsay. he just kind of it was sides with kyle and brings it to Amanda and Lindsay instead of like, hey, Kyle, you yelled at my girlfriend. That was not cool. Don't do that again. For sure. Yeah, that was very confusing too. And and how they both just kind of agreed that like, oh, this is our girlfriend's problem. It's like, this is not your girlfriend's problem. Like this is, yeah, you guys have a serious issue to do with work and it's festering up and you can't just blame it on like the dissension between your girlfriends. It, I didn't really like or appreciate Kyle saying let's just make a pact that whatever happens between them it's not going to affect us like we stay out of it and it's like okay I can see you and I making a pact like that whatever but we're also not dudes and we're not Kyle (laughs) you know they're like actually not going to get in the middle of it and they're gonna be like oh girls are so dramatic you guys hash it out but actually like stick up for your girlfriend and also I kind of just think that that's a stupid pack to make. Like, honestly, we had both had boyfriends and they were spatting. That's my problem, too. Like, that's our problem, too. You can't just, like, cut our relationships in half and be like, oh, we don't have to worry about them. Like, that's going to affect everything about our friendship as well. So we need to deal with it. Yeah. But it seems like at the end of the episode, we see Lindsay asking Amanda if she's free to chat one-on-one that week. And that's where it left off. I just don't really understand. Every time someone asks Lindsay, like, what is your fucking problem with Amanda? She can never articulate what it is. She's like, there's so many things. It's It's like, what are the things? And I think she said the one time she's like, she, and then she turns it back on like shit that Amanda said about Carl. It's like, okay, well, that's Carl's problem. Like, why are you taking up for like things she said about Carl? If Carl had an issue with it, he should talk to her about it. And then she also mentioned how like she was saying that they moved in together too fast. And it's like, how is that a big fucking deal? Like if somebody wanted to comment, like if you if even if you commented, like you guys are moving pretty fast, I'd be like, Yeah, I am. Like, thanks for like keeping an eye out. Like, this is how I feel. And you know I did say it. I wouldn't think you're talking shit. I did say yeah, it. But I didn't no, take I it as talking it shit. <laughs> it was just like, hey, you and I had a plan. And <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> there's a tiktok that i sent you and teeps i don't know if you've watched it yet but i sent it to teeps and i was like this is literally how i felt when you entered our lives <laughs> but it's it's a tiktok of like the best friend in the car with her best friend and her boyfriend and it's a it's a snippet from Step Brothers, and he's he was just like i don't have to like him or like he's not my oh, real yeah. dad <laughs> I was like, this is literally it. <laughs> That's true. That is a dynamic. <laughs> yeah. Hey, teeps. Uh. <laughs> not listening. Anyway, no, that never listens. That's what we have for this week. Pretty strong epi for having nothing on Hot Tops. Yeah, honestly. One of our <laughs> longest epis. Yeah. But there's a lot okay, to well, cover in show content. For sure. And For I'm just show. glad that our favorite shows are back on because there's always so much to talk about. So Me too. we'll be back next week with more <laughs> Scandal updates, hopefully. Vanderpump, Summer House, Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Hasta la vista. Baby. Bad Bunny. <laughs> <laughs>